You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Singh. Joyce, this is what looks like our penultimate Emmys episode. Oh, before our mid-season finale. Right. Yeah. So, so should we like leave on a cliffhanger? What would be the cliffhanger? We'll have to figure it out in the writer's room. Uh, but we're on strike. Are we on strike? We're not on WGA. So we're not on WGA. So. We can do whatever we want. So True. <laughs> uh, no, we're here to talk about the Emmys. Two more. This is it. We're Voting is happening. It's going to close. And then we're just going to take those results, lock them away, and not think about this for another four months. Do you think they'll count the votes right away? I think they will. Because otherwise, I think they might forget about it. And then, like, they're going to be, December, have to be Googling in their emails to be like, I wait. Don't, I don't think they'll forget about it. But it's like, you know, ignorance is bliss. Like, they don't want anyone to know for five months. Maybe. Either, I don't you know. know. What if but it then sits it's around, like, though? I know. Like, you, someone, they could get hacked. Yeah. So, but then it could also get, the results could also get hacked. So, I don't know. I mean, that would be, I think that's a risk they're going to have to take. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would count them, you know, I, I have five months. I've, yeah. I've never done it before, but like, I can do it. So. I, I think they're going to do it. Uh, I'll volunteer to count them too. I'd be curious to see. And then I would release the vote totals because I think that's exactly. Should be yeah. Cause that should be our reward yeah. um, for making everyone wait five months for yeah. this. So, but yeah, voting closes on Monday night. So not a lot, uh, not a lot of changes, but I, I've made at least one. Of course you did. A finicky voter, if I was. Uh, I moved uh, Christina Applegate into first in, in comedy actress choice. Why? Well, we've talked about this one a lot because it's very competitive. But I just, I've had Rachel Brosnahan the whole time. And I'm just like, not sure that there's a lot of, a lot of passion for Maisel, even though people really like it and respect it. And so it just feels like one where the sentimental favorite might win out, and that would be Christina. People are still on the Quinta tip, but I don't. I don't think. Well, she's yeah, there. but I mean, on the Christina thing, I don't know how much a personal narrative matters. So I think it matters. Here's why I think it matters because it's a very close race without an obvious front runner, even though Quinta is the de facto front runner. I think Christina is really good on Dead to Me and she's beloved by actors, which has been borne out in previously. And so those aspects, I think if she wasn't good on the show, it would be like a sentimental nomination and not really anything else. But the fact that she is good and the fact that she is well-liked uh, and that she was nominated before for Dead to Me, all these things like lead me to think maybe she could win because there's really no just a very close race where there's not really anything separating like the top three maybe and you could even go four or five to uh jenna ortega and and uh, natasha leone but i don't think they're probably lower ranked i would say certainly in the odds and in my brain uh she i mean like she would be the first person since melissa mccarthy to win without a series nomination right for her show she's her show's only nomination um that was also a different voting system mm -hmm. so basically no one has won this category under the current system with the whole branch voting right without a series nomination 
Um, I would, I mean, I would even feel better about her if the show had gotten another nomination <laughs> somewhere. Not, not great. Have none. <laughs> but I just think, I don't know. I, I just am not convinced Quinta Brunson is going to win. And I'm not convinced Rachel Brosnahan is going to win either. And so I'm left with maybe the sentimentality and the passion behind Christine Applegate as a, as a person, plus the strong performance would push her slightly above the other two. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about this category, as I've said before. Um, so, you know, I don't have to think about it for five months. No, maybe when we do our final picks, I'll switch back. But here in during voting, I'm going with Christina in first. Are you are you doing this all just to uh, try to be influential during no, voting? I don't think we're influential. Yeah, we have not. like we have no impact. It's it's funny when people think. No, you do. no, yeah, no one's no. paying attention. No, people vote. For I just what like I'm not like I said like I. Rachel Brosnahan, I think, should win, and I'd want her to win. But I'm also like, is that clouding the reason why I think she would win when there are a lot of reasons why you would say maybe they, she wouldn't because the, she's won before and they don't go backwards and there's not a lot of juice around Maisel, even though the final season was great and people really did like it. But it feels like respected and not loved maybe at this point. You know, there's not a ton of passion around the show, but everyone likes the show. That doesn't usually lead to wins. Uh, I don't think it's really going to win anywhere else. So to me is would it win best actress that just seems maybe i mean obviously christina is only dead to me can't win anywhere else. you know what i mean like so it's not the greatest comp and i'm like i don't know and quinta would be an easy winner but they clearly were not as hot on abbott as everyone else on the internet is yeah but it's only actors voting the actors do like abbott she has two acting nominations this year it won an acting category last year but so it, it, it retained its acting, uh, like its regular acting categories, and it added an extra person with Taraji too. Yes. But... So, like overall, the show did not perform well, and it didn't add Lisa Ann Walter or Chris Perfetti or anyone. But it, like, she's fine. <laughs> well, of course she's fine. She was nominated, and there weren't a lot of other options to nominate. I'm just saying, like, I think if the actors were really passionate about it, maybe it would have added those two other nominations that we thought. Like Chris Perfetti. And yeah, but like that's also a different race. Like I'm not arguing against that you like I don't have Quinta either. I'm just saying like because it's branch voting for the winners, I don't think like the underperformance of Abbott overall really impacts her that much, especially in this race, which is just overall kind of weak. So it's like she can still win. Yeah, well, of course she can still win, but like, I don't think she will. Too. And like, I mean, I don't have her either. So, but I just, I just don't think like that like like it's mid performance is is really hurting her that much when we're already doubting like who is strongest in this field you know like they're kind of like on a level playing field all of them yeah i don't i, don't, I would say like i would if if abbott did get another acting nomination for either lisa walter or chris perfetti i think it would be a lot more confident in predicting her to win so Sure, but like shows with more acting nominations don't necessarily win a lot of those categories either. So, no, but it, I think it would show overall that the actors were very excited about Abbott and that they were passionate about it. I mean, we already knew like they were not as passionate about it as maybe people think they were with the SAGs because, you know, Tyler James Williams didn't get in. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was, Quinta was the only individual nomination there. Like, obviously, they won ensemble right. as expected. So, right. Like we already had like tea leaves about yeah. that. Anyway. So that's why I'm like, I don't have her right away in first. I have her in third now behind Rachel because I still like Rachel the most. I mean, I think 
like again not to sound like a broken record if it's the tape system Rachel would win yeah so um I mean I don't have a horse in this race like I don't really care who wins like I don't have no, a I don't. favorite so yeah. it's like like it'll be cool to see Christina win um and obviously it is a nice story um but I I don't know how much they think about that or care about that and the you know she is great on the show but it the show also feels like a distant memory as well so they would really just kind of have to be voting for her like I'm not sure like no offense to Destiny which I greatly enjoyed all three seasons but I I don't think anyone is really like revisiting that right now you know and these other I mean like Wednesday was absolutely big um these other shows are more recent Poker Face underperformed as well but I I don't think Natasha's winning this um I feel like for Wednesday I don't know if like I mean obviously we've talked about like how people are trying to comp Jenna to like Zendaya but I don't know if she's really the priority for Netflix or just in general people thinking about it right now in that fashion so I don't think she's like like even though the show is nominated for series I think she's got less of like she I would have her behind like the top three for me which is Christina Rachel and Quinta in some order whatever it ends up being when I do these final picks in December or January yeah and it's like we've talked about this I don't know if she has like if that performance really inspires as much passion as Zendaya's does on Euphoria I agree so Uh, yeah I haven't really made any other big changes let's see I know you haven't. I, I have I, not done anything. I still have Ray in first uh, for drama supporting actress. I've sure. toyed with uh, Nisi Nash Betts versus Claire Danes a lot, but I haven't switched to Nisi just yet. How close are they? Nisi is like kind of well ahead. Most if you if you read most of the pundits' choice, they think Nisi's going to just steamroll. She's definitely like the people's choice. And it would be great to see her win. Like we talked about this in our typing column, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. I mean, like it makes a lot of sense from her stature as an actor in the industry to the performance, to the visibility of the show versus Fleischman. But because Fleischman actually overperformed, maybe that's why I think there is still room for Claire to win. But I think that one is really close. Um, I mean, again, if if everyone got to vote for the winners, I think the edge to Claire would be more clear because Fleischman did overperform. You know, it got like writing, directing, mm-hmm. and series too. And uh, but it's just the actors voting, so it's really tough to say because they've kind of, you know, obviously Claire has won before and EC has not, but she's accrued multiple nominations in the past decade, so it feels like. She's coming up on her time too. Yep. And, you know, regardless of what you think of Dahmer, you know, people love her performance on it. Um, but, you know, it also just got the bare minimum acting nominations, whereas you could argue that Fleischman was strong enough to pull in Lizzie Kaplan in a very tough category. Definitely. But it all is Jesse Eisenberg. So, like, Claire, was always, like Claire and Nisi were always locked here. Yeah. It so. does. It, I, I'm I, like, I'll see if I switch that one too in a few, uh, few weeks, few months, excuse me, weeks. If only it was weeks, Joyce. No, a few months. Uh, 
we'll see. Um, but. yeah, because well, so they Nisi won the Critics' Choice Award over Claire, right? But I, that's not surprising to me either. No. We talked yeah. about her great speech that you had to watch on, I don't know, public te- television? What was it on? Channel it's 11? On yeah. They, I mean, I didn't watch that ceremony live, so. I did. But, like, I know they paired the winners. It was her and a Paul Walter Hauser, After Party star. That's and cool. And for Blackbird. Yeah. They, they could uh, win again on the one-year anniversary of their Critics' Choice wins. <laughs> The same and the day after the current this year's Critics' Choice Awards, where neither one of them are up for award, but they could present the awards maybe if the Critics' Choice Awards decide to do that. Yeah, and then next day, what what a better way to sell celebrate one year of your win with an Emmy win for the same oh, performance? Delightful. From twenty from a show from twenty twenty two. It's great. It, it's Love just it. a great system. We, they really yeah. they really nailed it this year. I think it's going to be the really strong stuff. Joyce, we have uh, a ton of emails. Should we go into emails? Do you have anything else here before we um, hit the hit the hit the people? I don't know. Did you change anything else? Not really. Let me look at creative arts. I don't think I did. Did I always have prey winning? This is great stuff, but I don't remember. I had. I think I, I yes, knew prey. Into you've first. always had prey winning. Okay. Uh, everything else. I'll tell you. I've been thinking of switching to Mayim Bialik instead of Kiki Palmer for a game show host, but I haven't done that. Mayim is first in the odds. When I've had Kiki in there, I might go back to Maya. You want to you want to go to Maya because she's not going to do Celebrity Jeopardy. Correct, Solidarity, and I think that'll go far. I think that'll put her over the top, uh, and she won't vote split with Ken Jennings in that way. I'm going to actually do it right now. Maya, I'm here first. <laughs> Congratulations to Maya Bialik on her future Emmy win in January. <laughs> Just for me, for me, the, the congratulations. Yeah, thanks. That's great. Uh, I didn't switch anything else really um in these categories maybe i'll just go through and save everything again but not change anything yeah we could talk about we'll talk about this maybe on our seat on our season mid-season finale uh emails joyce we got so many and i appreciate all the listeners and viewers who wrote in and continue to do so please do it because next week we're going to do our oscar early oscar picks again uh and then the following week we'll do our mid-season finale and then we'll go fully into oscars so get the emails in. Uh, this one is from Mitchell. I don't believe we read this one. It was sent Thursday, Joyce. Uh, hi, a longtime LOLer, first time caller. Do you remember this intro? LOLer. He laughs out loud at us, Joyce. Oh, that's nice. I've been, uh, Mitchell writes, I've been thinking, there's obviously been a lot of discourse about the series that toe the line between comedy and drama and how to category categorize those. We did talk about this, didn't we? Or no? Or maybe you and I talked about this. We talk in... about this frequently. This was the one, like, I think we talked about this in with our with our typing face to face, where this was the one I, with uh, suggesting, <laughs> this is, I'm going to read this because we didn't read it. I know we talked about it though. Uh, do you think the performances should be categorized differently? For instance, let's call Succession a drama and the Bear and Barry comedies. It's a free country. Sometimes. But Cousin Greg is more comedic in his performance in a drama series, in my opinion. Do you see a world where the Emmys or any major awards player nominate someone like Nicholas Braun for outstanding comedic performance versus categorizing the acting by series it's in? 
This could be an interesting way of slotting in genre-bending singular performances, especially for guest stars, for instance, Jamie Lee Curtis in The Bear. As far as I know, only the venerable MTV Movie and TV Awards have, quote, performance-centered categories. Thoughts, feelings, or reactions? So Mitchell just wants this to be like the Oscars, where it's not genre-specific. No genre. Yeah. But genre with comedic performance, right? No, but he's saying... So he's saying like the show themselves could pick drama or comedy. Yes. But yes. then for the performances, the actors can vote for the person in whatever genre they want. Correct. Then how would that work, you think? Um, I guess you would just like on ballots, you would just submit actors just to submit them in like lead or supporting or guest. And it would be best. It TV. wouldn't be. It would just be like best supporting uh like best supporting actor in a series but he's saying you switch yeah. it even if you delineate between in, in specific of the performance so best comedy performance depending no matter what so the still, show is. so there'll still be genre categories for the performances but the, so yeah so like i mean you that you could still do what i just said like you just submit yeah. people in like lead supporting or guest and then the actor will just be like I'll vote for Nicholas Braun and comedy supporting actor. Yes. Kind of like Golden Globes, maybe a little. Well, the Globes, they have specific. That's like, true. You can't switch it. Right. So he this... wants he wants the voters to have free reign to yes. put the actors wherever they want. What do you think? Any chance of that ever happening? I mean, that'll be super chaotic and a lot of fun because you know what? Succession is funnier than most comedies. Succession should win drama series and comedy series. So, and is there anything funnier than Wasabi Lemon Lacroix in American Sides? So, I think Nick Braun would be comedy performance for sure. I think Kieran would go to comedy performance. I think Sarah and Jeremy would be drama performances, even though they're funny. I mean, all of them are are very funny, but yeah, um, Jeremy. Like, oh my God, like when Jeremy says to Rafa, you're too online, you've lost context. So funny. Great. So fucking funny. But I think it's way more but dramatic. Yeah, people would vote for him in drama. Yes. Um, like Tom is very funny too, but I think people vote for him in drama. Um, like uh, Eldest Son would be, well, Eldest Son this season had dramatic material, but I think in the past he would have been in comedy. I think even this season it would be because of the speech uh, when he concedes. Con heads. But, I, but people remember the karaoke speech more. Sure. And that's also his tape. So like that was my people were like, he needs a fucking Emmy nomination. Right. How about the bear? Jeremy Allen White drama performance. I mean, like, you know, the internet will nominate all of them in drama. But I would say like Evan Boss Macrack and I Debris would be comedy performances. I don't think they're that dramatic. I think even in the drama of the show. Evan Evan skews both. Um Io, I think, like I, I think she's funny, but I don't think she is the funny, like uh, the way that most people view humor and comedy. Sure, you know what I mean. Dry, like they, yeah, like they, they'll see the comedic elements in Evan's performance and mm-hmm. Rich, Richie, but not necessarily in Sydney and Io. That's what I think. So I think she would still, people would still like vote for her in drama. Obviously, Jeremy in drama, right, and then um yeah and then they they would um, well well so so he's saying like they're still forced to vote for the bear in comedy because it's submitted as a comedy as a series it's a free country as as mitch said sometimes parentheses 
So they're so series are forced in where they're submitted, but actors are not. Yes. I'm into that. Just free free for all. It'll be more fun and it'll make um predicting more exciting. It's like it would. It would be complete chaos. Yeah, it'd be complete chaos. Then uh, Mitch I mean, you could do that with the white lotus. So yeah. Mitch finishing up here. While we're on the topic of performances, shout out to Molly Shannon, Renee Elise Goldsberry, Eden Share and Josie Tota, who have given some of the straight-up funniest LOL performances in recent memory for zero Emmy recognition because, quote, funny versus, quote, comedic performances is a whole other discussion. Thanks for reading. And here's Mitch's last hot take. Joyce, I think this one maybe you'll like, or not. Uh, James Marsden as James Marsden was good, was gold in jury duty, but Corbin Blue as Corbin Blue was maybe better in High School Musical, the musical, the series. I can't say I've seen High School Musical, okay. <laughs> Musical the series, so I'm not gonna argue that. But you know, I stand like I James. The best. He's 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 rising in the odds. I think he's like up to fourth now. He is. If you're a sharp predictor, I think you got James Marsden in there winning. I mean, I've I've had him since Noms. So there you go. That's proof of what I just said. So. I don't know. Now everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. Guys. I have been 101 in first. <laughs> did you? Well, well, you switched to him because who did you had Evan first, right? I think I had Evan in first right away. And then I switched to him. And I think I have 101 or maybe that's jury duty. I have 101. Let me see. Just quickly look here. But you don't You don't have jury duty winning series. No, I have it in third. Yeah, me too. Uh, I have James in 90 to one. Excuse me. So still. Pretty early adopter. You were, you were like a little behind. You were like a week or two behind, probably. Yeah. 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 But I remember when I, like, you know, right after Noms, I picked him to win, and he was in sixth in the odds overall, just above Henry Winkler, and now he's in fourth. Your influence. Hashtag your influence. Uh, here's one from Sean. Hi, Joyce and Chris. Sean emailed everybody. Email us at slugfestatgoldderby.com. We definitely could use the emails as we go into our midseason Emmys finale. Uh, Avid listener, Sean here. You guys rock in all caps. I'm listening to your Oscars 2009 playback video right now and loving it. That's right. You could also listen to those. We have one more of those, Joyce, 2010. Uh, yeah, the time has come. The time has come for us to have another season finale and also mm-hmm. Catherine Bigelow to win her first Oscar. Yeah, and then we we rank all the best picture winners of the decade, of the 2000s. So much fun. I think you'll be really surprised by the results. If you've been yeah. following along. Really difficult to guess what's 10 for both yeah, of us. Yeah, tough. it's a tough one. Uh, my question this week is about drama guest actress. With three nominees each from Succession and The Last of Us, I'm finding it hard to figure out who will stand out and who is the front runner. While looking at the nominees, my gut went with Cherry Jones for Succession for a few reasons. The Emmys love her as she has three previous wins, two of which were this category, one for Handmaid's Tale in 2019 for a very short and arguably unmemorable performance, and the second for Succession in 2020 for a longer and more meaty performance. It is clear the Academy loves her, and I think with a category like this with no standout, the Emmys could just pick her because she's their favorite. We know how lazy they can be with this category sometimes, cough, cough, Claire Foy. Cherry's performance as Nan is more sizable than that of the brief Handmaid's Tale stint as June's mother, Holly, and she did deliver a strong, compelling performance opposite the Roy children in season four, episode one. If it's not her, I think Harriet Walter stands a chance for her short but memorable scenes in the final two episodes of Succession and for her excellent work across all four seasons. I also think Melanie Linsky could take it for her exceptional performance in The Last of Us as sort of a consolation prize for presumably losing drama lead for Yellow Jackets. 
But right now I'm sticking with Cherry Jones, but I'm eager to hear your thoughts on this category. Love you guys so much. And I'm excited for your 24 Oscar predictions soon. Well, stay tuned, uh, Sean. Next week, we'll be running those. I mean, technically we have one out since March. Yeah, we updated them and they're on the website, but we updated them and talked about them at length. And that's going to go up next week. Yeah. Uh, Sean also wants us to plug his YouTube. I'm just going to p- plug it briefly, Joyce. He he okay. has a YouTube channel called The Awards Gambit. Mm. There you go. But what do you oh. think about that Cherry Jones pick, Joyce? I have her in dead last, which makes me think I'm completely wrong. I have her in last too, but only because, you know, someone's got to be last. Right. And if yeah. you ain't first, you're last, as Talladega Nights taught us. Yeah. Christopher Nolan's favorite movie. Yeah. Uh, outside of La La Land. So. Right. He's got great um, taste. I love that man. It's just the best. And uh, no, I, I don't think he's uh, Sean's wrong in the least. I think Cherry could very much happen. It'll make a lot of people very angry, I think. But yeah, like all the points he laid out, like they are lazy. Um, Like she's a familiar face. She has three Emmys. She is the only person in this category who has won an Emmy before. And she has three of them. Two in this category. If she wins a third time, she'll hold a record for most wins in the category. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, she her her handmaid's win was just like name check, super brief. She has like less than two and a half minutes of screen time in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's more than Margot Martindale sipping coffee for like a minute. But, and more yeah. than John Bernthal looking at the camera. Yeah, this year, yeah, for three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, I think she's being underpredicted right now because she was only in the premiere and that episode obviously um, preceded Logan's death and like everything that happened after. So I think she's just been kind of overshadowed by all the subsequent episodes and, you know, Hannah Bess, like everyone loves Marsha, iconic moment in Honeymoon States with Willa um, and Carrie. And then obviously Harry Walter, you know, amazing. The last two episodes. Yeah, Face Eggs. She submitted Church and State. I know. Like, oh, but yeah. she's going to win. She'll win for Face Eggs in our hearts, at least. You always win for Face Eggs. You have to win for Face Eggs. So, um, yeah. So I, I think. So I think people also like want one of them to win too because they've been, uh, you know, they haven't been awarded for succession. Um, yeah, and then the Last of Us ladies. I think you you've talked about this before. Like you think they're more evenly split than the Succession ladies because I do people are not as high on Cherry as they are on him and Harriet. I I do think that because I think. Like Melanie, I think is an easy, I have her at Melanie in second. I think she'd be like an easy one to, if she won, I would not be shocked because it's like a villainous kind of against type turn, but she's also like kind of empathetic, even though she's like a fascist monster. Uh, Storm Reed, I think is great because she makes you cry. And Anna Torb, I've seen a lot of people more excited about than I am personally. But so I think, you know, that character is like famous from the game and she is great in her, you know, brief appearances on the show. And makes that great sacrifice. So it's like, again, another maybe emotional connection with the character. But I'm like, the, Sean's uh, reasons for Cherry Jones make me think that maybe it's more. The, one of the reasons I have her in last is only because, like you said, somebody has to be in last. 
But also, like you also said, it feels like that episode was a million years ago. Nobody really talks about the first episode of Succession at this point, right? Even the second one, like you were just saying before with, with Eldest Son, it's got more juice, right? Because of like the karaoke scene and, and the famed uh, You Are Not Serious People. That's a that's a go-to gif for me or gif, I guess. I say uh, gif. I guess that's right. Uh, but anyway, that one's like the first episode, not a lot of people thinking about it even though it's a great episode as well. So that would be why I have her down low. But maybe they just kind of like go with her because they went with her previously and why not? And she's already won for this performance. So why wouldn't she win again, I guess, right? That would be the logic. So maybe I should move her up is what I'm saying. And I also like, I feel like maybe, you know, like she could also just win because it's like, we only have two shows here. Like they're two of their favorite shows of the year, obviously um and i i think all of these ladies have their fans um whether it's you know just personal fans or just for these performances uh on these shows so like the margins might be really small i mean that's kind of what i was thinking too and then she does win because it's like a familiar face who's won before Uh, part of me the reason why i mean harriet i have it first like you do and like i think most people is because it feels like just a cumulative win for having a great character and then also great performances this season as well so it's like a twofer yeah and then she's once again nominated for ted lasso too just like last year so but they clearly like her melanie like i just mentioned i have her in second because of the performance and she's a nominee in another category as well and just easy he um i have in in, in storm i have third and fourth but that might be my own bias right maybe they're not as actually well-rated among the voters as they are among me and then like Anna and Cherry should be higher and then maybe Cherry higher than Anna and then all of a sudden Cherry should be in third and maybe second and then first who knows yeah I don't know but I do know like if Cherry does win um like people would be upset like more so than if any other nominee won certainly would be pressed because it's like she's won before you know and it's like, you were going to go with Succession Lady, go with him or Harriet, you know? Yes. And if, yeah. and I think that's true because I think that's the only, re- that's another reason why I have actually have her in last, I guess, or among the Succession actresses, no fault of her performance. But I feel like we've talked about, sometimes it does seem like while they are incredibly lazy and like Claire Foy won for this, for The Crown, when they do like the show, sometimes it seems like they actually pay attention to the show. And so if you do pay attention to the show, and you're voting from that aspect, Harriet or Hiam should win probably because they are. But much maybe, more maybe like the issue is like, who do, you, how do you choose between Hiam and Harriet? And know? then those who don't watch the show or don't care, are like, I like Sherry Jones, check. Maybe they only watch the monsters. <laughs> That'd be awesome. They watched the first episode and were like, this is a great show about Sherry Jones. Yeah. So they saw Turnhaven and our Justies and the monsters, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> Another email here, this one from our old friend Uri, hmm. uh, who emailed us at slugfest at goldderby.com. Uri writes, it's Uri again. I have a couple of questions for you regarding trends I have been seeing among the predictions. Love that. Thanks for doing the work for us, Uri. That's Love always, trends. That's always, that one makes me happy. Love trends. First of all, why did everyone have Abbott second or first and are so sure in Quince's actress win? We have seen that the industry awards mostly ignored it, except for the ensemble win. 
and Quince's performance is not the usual flashy fare that wins acting awards. It feels like the predictions are mainly people who believe the Twitter hype or like the narrative. This season, except the Barbara opening with the wrong celebrity names, didn't really register online in any special way. This is Uri. I'm not, this is not me. This is Uri. Uh, I think it's between Ted, because the voters are boring, or the bear, fingers crossed. And I still think Rachel can win because it's a very actor-friendly performance, speaking as an actor. Then I have more here from him, but let's start with that. What do you think? Uh, I mean, well, we kind of talked about actress already with, yes. you know, so, um, yeah, and then, like, you know, the SAG stuff and how it only got two nominations when, you know, what was it even in the odds predicted to get three individual? Yes. Or Quinta, Cheryl, and Janelle? Yeah. I mean, I know people are definitely predicting that, too. Um, I mean, yeah. Well, for for series, is what? where is it in series? It's well, in I was second? just looking. So Ted is in first, green arrow pointing up. Then the bear flat. And then Abbott, red arrow pointing down. And it's, like, well behind the Ted and the bear. So I think while there is still like a lot of conversation around Abbott, the predicting the, those who are predicting have kind of realized that maybe it's not as strong as these other two shows. Well, it's missing directing and writing. Huge red flag. Yeah. Like last year it won writing. It also missed directing last year. Right. Uh, so I've, I've seen some pundits suggest it will win actress and series and nothing else. And be the first show since your favorite favorite friends, I think, to have done this. I love Friends. Yeah, Friends won in 2002, but that was off of season eight, their resurgent season. Right. Uh, also coming off of um, 9-11, that was Rachel's pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And that was when the entire cast decided to be, a t- they were like, you know, they used to all submit in supporting and we're like, we're going to go lead. So mm-hmm. they nominated most of them and Jennifer won in the show won. And they actually, like, they... This is like one of those uh, producer decisions, kind of like, you know, Steven Soderbergh moving best actor after best picture at the Oscars. Never but forget. it was like it was like such a sure thing that Friends would win that year that they announced comedy series after drama series. Like, you know, they always do drama series last. Um, but Jay Leno came out and said Friends and he showed an envelope. So I still have that ceremony on VHS. Wow. You still have <laughs> it, also, it also aired on the eighth anniversary of the show's premiere. Wow. on september 22nd 2002 so but do anyway do you have vcr for to play that or no i don't have a vcr now then you gotta get one I, I got one over here yeah i mean i had one in i had like the D- dvd vcr set to tv but sure that doesn't work anymore college. yeah no, it's no like humongous like yeah. my dad got rid of it so um but yeah i don't think i don't think abbott is friends <laughs> and we'll be able to do that I think the uh, level of fame that Friends and the cast had in that eighth season is a lot different from the level of fame and interest that Abbott and Quinta has in season two. Not that they can't achieve that. Right, yeah. And and I Hope think, springs. you know, I mean, like last year, after last year's Emmys, I think that was kind of like the the hope or, you know, the feeling like, you know, oh, the show won three Emmys, like it's on the rise and it could really explode in season two. Like we all were expecting it to get a lot more nominations this year than it did and only got eight and it missed the category at one. So that's a tough beat. I feel like we're thinking that now with like, I mean, the bear will not have to compete with Ted and probably not Abbott or at least not a full season of Abbott the way this is going. Uh, 
But like, I feel like the bear will greatly increase its nominations total going into season two, even though it already had so many nominations in season one, it would be hard to believe it doesn't add. I mean, they could get like Abby Elliott, you know? I mean, she can get in. And so the supporting actor would be Evan and Oliver, Abby Elliott and supporting actress with IO, Jeremy Allen White. That's five. Maybe this this time they'll actually submit Liza Colon's eyes. (laughs) <laughs> she can get into i mean like you can get like five or six in like the main categories and then obviously dominate the guest categories like we've expected plus yeah. writing and directing plus add cinematography plus maybe add other things elsewhere you know and away we go um music supervision music it seems like an obvious one that it would add uh certainly just for the taylor swift uh um, but yeah, yeah so like that didn't happen with avid <laughs> so uh, uh but yeah, I, I think Yuri is is right. Like it's kind of being over predicted because it is a, like a Twitter fave, you know? Yeah. And I do agree like that the cold open with um, Barbara mixing up black and white celebrities <laughs> was really like the only thing that went super, super viral that even like my normie friends noticed, mm-hmm. you know? Like a lot of funny moments. Like I really liked season two about it. It's good. Um, I mean, yeah. it, it's I like we've talked about with like only murders as a comp. I think it, they're two fine, enjoyable shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm never like that was a terrible episode of Abbott Elementary. No, completely but, great. Oh, always good. Um, it's like yeah, and then again, you know, like it it didn't really overperform at the guilds. Like you know, it lost PJ and WGA to the Bear. Right. You know, yeah. its big win was SAG Ensemble, which expected. You know, makes sense. Total sense. And yeah, um, I I just I I don't think you can predict a two win series without writing and directing. I don't know how you could either. And I'm that's why I've got Ted just firmly entrenched in first. Yeah, I have Ted still, and I'm still waiting, and I'm still figuring if I want to add more Ted wins in the top. So did you? You didn't switch to Hannah. I didn't switch to Hannah. I'm actually more thinking of switching to Jason. I know that's so stupid, but I really kind of think he could win. I think he's got an easier because Hannah to me has to like, it's like kind of like the, it's like the wild card race Joyce to me. There's a lot of people in the Hannah race that I think could stake claim to a win. So you have Hannah, you have Io, you have Shirley Ralph, you have uh, Janelle James even, right? Like all these people I think are very well positioned to maybe win. And for Jason, he only really has to compete with Jeremy. Now, we all think Jeremy will win, but like Jason has won two times in a row. He is Ted Lasso. If they obviously love the show, as as Uri said, perhaps because they're just a little lazy or set in their ways. Regardless, the show performed really well. Maybe he just wins again. It's the last time. And we already know Jeremy's like the obvious winner for season two, which the Emmys will give out 10 months later. Or whatever, eleven months later, nine months later, eight months later, <laughs> eight months later. Wow. <laughs> so you know they could, and so I don't know. I could see Jason winning. I haven't done it, and it's not like being predicted very widely at all. Everyone just expects Jeremy to win because he won, but he's never competed with Jason. So I think that also is like at least a factor. I'm not doing this, but I'm like, if I was going to add a Ted acting win, that's who I would add, not Hannah. I just don't think they think 
far like I don't think Jason cannot win but I don't think they they think far ahead like that like oh Jeremy can win next year I just don't think they think like that like if they're if they just want to vote for Jason they'll vote for him now Mm -hmm. but like I don't think they're thinking Jason can win now and Jeremy can win next year because maybe you know some show can premiere between now and May 31st that they really like and it's like oh I'm not gonna vote for Jeremy this time for season two of the bear so I mean it could that could happen too but I don't know I'm not I would not if I was gonna if I add a Ted acting win it'll be Jason I think so um, I haven't done it yet (laughs) so but then then we won't get Jeremy winning Globe and breaks for season two of the bear and then an Emmy for season one of the bear the stupidity of it the, the the banking on the stupidity of that image is what I really want to stick with and so like I'm hoping that that happens because I love to see that because I think it's just show so shows such uh just lack of and every like lack of common sense on the the broadcast of this Emmy <laughs> but like I just I don't know if it's gonna happen so I also feel like Jason has had not you know obviously like you said they haven't faced off before but I don't think Jason has faced as strong competition as he has in jeremy previously absolutely agree i think that's true so So. like he was obviously winning for season one like no shit right of course last year you know obviously i wanted bill Hader to win and he actually like bill Bill had better material in season three than season four of barry and he also got the extra nomination and guest for curb and jason did not for snl Mm -hmm. um and last year's nominees were the two of them, Nicholas Holt, who was not winning, but, you know, great on the great. The Martins and Donald Glover. Right. So, you know, like, in hindsight, we now know, like, they're just obsessed with Ted. So that's why I think he could win over Jeremy. Yeah, yeah but I don't think, I, I just don't, like, I don't think Bill is as strong as Jeremy. And obviously, Barry has never been as strong as right. the bear is, even mm-hmm. though the bear has not won anything yet. And I all of this yeah. is true and I, I'm not done it yet but I'm just saying like when I do do it this is why I'm thinking because I just think Ted maybe could squeeze out another acting win so you're not gonna do Hannah Ted supporting actor either no because I think because I think people who like the show and watch the show would think it's Phil but I think like Emmy voters might just go to Brett and they'll just split their votes. I think that there's enough, like, I think that that is just too, that is too knotted. I don't know. I don't think that either one of them is going to, going to get out of the barrel of monkeys, basically. I I think Phil is too low in the odds. He's only in six. It's outrageous. Just people are not paying attention. If you don't think like people who watch Ted Lasso, including Emmy voters who love the show, love Phil and uh, Jamie Tart this season, you're out of your mind, basically. Like it's, it's Tyler. Who's still in first? Just what? Evan, Brett, James, Anthony, Phil, and Henry. No. So I think, I mean, I think most people have Henry last. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, I have James in first. I have James, Evan, and Phil as my top three. <laughs> I think I have James, Phil, and Evan as my top three. I somehow close the window again. Got to keep these windows open. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah. I have James, and- Phil, Evan, Brett, Anthony, Tyler, and Henry. Yeah, I have Brett in fourth, Anthony in fifth, and Tyler in sixth. So, 
Uh, Uri had more in his email, Joyce. Uh, that's, a, that's another Ted, uh, or not Ted, uh, Abbott over prediction, I guess, that Uri yes. would not like. Yes. So. Uh, Uri continues, I have reservations regarding any Dahmer wins as well, because I think a lot of people didn't watch it because it's gross, like me. And Ryan Murphy ha had issues, uh, didn't act well during the strike. I really hope Claire gets the win for Fleischman. I, I, so do you think Dahmer will be penalized because of I Ryan's stabbing? I don't <laughs> actually, and I actually maybe want to add another Dahmer win in directing because I think Paris Barkley could win for directing and that Dahmer won't split its own votes. Yeah, I don't think, so like, I, I mean, I don't have to show winning anyway, limited series, like I'd be, but I don't think they would punish other people who are not named Ryan Murphy for what Ryan Murphy is doing or not. I also doing. don't think there's proof that a lot of there's not, there are some people who are very mad at Ryan Murphy. I don't know if the whole industry is mad at Ryan Murphy, I would say. Yeah. And like, why would you be mad at Nisi Nashbats or Evan Peters or Richard Jenkins? I, I actually do think it could win directing because I was like, Fleischman, it's, it's two beefs, two Dahmers yeah <laughs> and fleischman and prey right is that the list yes and so we both talked to the beef guys lee sung jin for me and jake shire for you uh i don't think lee's a strong bet to win for directing because he's not known as a director it's his first directing credit right so like feels more likely that they would win writing or producing as series right because like he could win that and that would be great the show obviously was like beloved by the voters. So I don't think he's going to go home empty handed. And Jake is a great job directing, but I'm not sure that the episode would be flashy enough to win over the finale. So I think like, and especially within people who like the show, I think those are pretty evenly split maybe. So I don't think either one of them maybe could win. Uh, with Dahmer, I think the Paris Barkley episode is like way stronger than the, the Carl Franklin episode. So I feel like that, Plus that Paris is like a legend in the field would probably help him as well. And I think Fleischman is probably more the writing show. So I'm not sure when directing and I could see Prey really winning. So like, I think Paris could win though for Dahmer. I don't think it's like out of the question that Dahmer wins directing and Nisi and those are its two wins. Um, I don't think Paris has won an Emmy in this century. No. He's won, he won his Emmys in the 90s, I think. Mm -hmm. um, right? I think, yeah. yeah. But because um, he just had a, like a bunch of Glee nominations, I think. Um, but yeah, obviously, Silence is like the, it's it's the me time of Dahmer. Mm -hmm. So yes, I think that is like the more obvious pick of the pairs compared to beef where i think like they are kind of evenly split and i think figures of light the finale is ahead in the odds but like my like i feel like this could be another scenario that happened with succession and the crown where everyone was predicting one episode to win directing and then the other episode wins <laughs> i mean that like, can happen too this is not for tears and yeah. hunting and fairy tale and war mm -hmm. Um, so I think like, like the great fabricator is like the action episode, yeah. right? I have one chase and it's like, it's, it's, I mean, they're both different from the other eight episodes before it, but I think like, this is like the first different episode and it really sets up the denouement of the finale. Mm -hmm. It's like a two part um, finale basically. Yeah. So I think I still have me time winning that. 
I, I just know. want to really put I want to actually put this is not going to happen because they don't do this but I actually want to put beef still I mean I think beef is winning series and I think it'll win multiple acting Emmys but I kind of want to put Dahmer in first in directing and then Fleischman in first in writing which seems stupid because like beef would clearly win one of those if it's going to win series but I feel like Fleischman should really win writing for Taffy Brodes or Ackner uh, I don't think I have Dahmer winning anything above the line. No, well, if it's not going to win. I mean, it could win Nisi. Like, she's the one who's prettier right. to win. That's, like, the most obvious one. But I don't um, have her. I still have Claire. And, yeah, but I don't I don't think, like, they'll, they'll punish her or any, or like, any other Dahmer nominee because of Ryan. And um, so... I agree. Yeah, like he's not he's not personally nominated. For... Even if he was, I don't. If he was, if the show, if he was, I mean, obviously he's a producer, but he's like he doesn't have an individual nomination. No. And I like I, I don't believe I just don't believe that people. I think like yeah, I don't believe that either. Uh, yeah. Other other emails here, Joyce. Let's see. We have some film ones we could shift to just briefly. This one is just fun for a thought exercise. It's from Daniel, who uh, rarely writes in. Daniel. Thank you for writing in. Slugfest at GoldDerby.com. Hi, Joyce and Chris. If you had to choose three personal favorite film directors, who would they be? I'd have to go Stanley Kubrick, Jane Campion, and David Fincher. Keep up the quality content. Um, I've never thought about... So I don't I don't have a favorite filmmaker okay. or director. This bothers people I talk to sometimes when they ask, like, who's your favorite director? Uh-huh. Like, I don't even have a favorite actor. But like, especially if like the person's like a cinephile, like they get very offended when I say I don't have a favorite. Sure. Filmmaker. I like a lot of people. Um, it's hard to but, pick a favorite. Yeah. I mean, I would say like the, the, the director I've been most familiar with my life or, or like the first director I was really aware of is Spielberg. Mm-hmm. I mean, mine would be like basic, like Spielberg, Scorsese and probably like Tarantino. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like a lot of like I like certain films. Like I have favorite films of certain directors. Um, but I don't like I'm I don't have like a fave fave filmmaker and like I I don't you know, I don't rank things. So. I mean, I will say like when you think of like a lot of the like with someone like Scorsese, there are movies that he's made that I think are fine. And then there are movies that I think. I mean, are I think that's true for everybody. And I so. think like Spielberg, similarly, right? But I think there are more like and like Tarantino. I feel like is almost always great. It's like because he's only made like nine or ten or whatever he wants to say. But those are like Nolan. I think is on that list too. Where like I don't think I've ever not liked one of his movies. But I don't know, like you know what I mean. Like he's. Right. But he's, I wouldn't say like yeah, he's not like my fave. Like I mean, no. uh, like Oppenheimer is my favorite Nolan film. I mean, I think Dark Knight still is for me, but Oppenheimer is very close behind as well. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like, I mean, I, I guess I would say the Coens, like their sensibility very and good. sense of humor. Yeah, like there there are a lot of people I like just because of their style. Sure. And um, I mean, the Coens are like one of those, I'd say when they hit, it's an all time. Yes. Sometimes they miss, but that's okay. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not really a, uh, uh, David O. Russell person. I mean, I would say like 
the there are like three or four movies that he's made that I think are all time, but then a lot of them that are not good. Um, including yeah. Amsterdam. Well, we saw that one. Gosh, that was yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm not I'm not into like I like Three Kings, but basically everything after that, no. Uh, I like I love American Hustle and I love uh, Silver Linings, but uh, Amsterdam was a tough sit. Jeez Louise. Um, I like Fincher too. I think I like most of his films. Strong right. director, yeah, great. Yeah, like, I mean, my the first film of his I saw was Seven, and I was ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I saw too because I never saw. Alien. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have to say Fincher because I really love Zodiac. Spike Lee, another one I would put on mine. A lot of misses, yeah. but when he's great, man, he kills. He's so good. Yeah, I don't know, like who else is there i don't i don't i'm not like super into wes anderson but some things i like we i did a whole rewatch of his and it's definitely like if you were gonna graph it it's like this it's kind of like going like this but the ones up here are great um jane campion i like yeah i like most of her films i think like, there's nothing I hate of hers, really. And how about Kubrick? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I like, I, he's not like my fave fave. Like, great movies, though. Yeah, great movies. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. Here's here's another one uh, about sort of movie wise, just is about uh, our recent Oscars playback choice, which was uh, the 2009 ceremony with Hugh Jackman as the greatest Oscars host of our life. David L., our old friend, writes in a lot. Hi, Joyce and Chris. Please read my full email on your show. With pleasure, David. It's David L. Chris, I wanted to take you up on what you said in your new Oscars playback. You're absolutely right. The meme, you sound like you're from London, from Paul Rudd in Forgetting Sarah Marshall rules. It's such a great meme and so funny. I didn't like the movie all that much, but I laugh out loud every time someone brings it up, especially in the accent. I also remembered you did it when you were reviewing Rami Malek's ridiculous performance in Bohemian Rhapsody on the Build series Weekend Watch in 2018 with your pal Ricky Camilleri. Joyce doesn't realize what she's missing with a great meme. Also, the Dark Knight score was wrongfully deemed ineligible because of the rule that there were three music editors listed on the music cue sheet with Hans Zimmer and James, Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. Pretty ridiculous and a stupid reason for a disqualification to an iconic score. Am I right? You're a loyal listener, David L. Wow, he's he's been standing you since 2018. A long time, Joyce. That's five years. That, that's half a decade. <laughs> I was like, oh, that does I mean, sound to be, like... To be clear, I know what the meme is. I just don't see it as often as you do because obviously things are curated to me on my feed. The algorithms really help. Yes, the algorithm it's on X. Selection bias. It's a selection yeah, bias. I know what it is, but and uh, but he agrees with me neither of us are into forgetting Sarah Marshall that much. So. Both wrong. But uh, I do want to say good job past self making fun of the Rami Malek Rami Rhapsody performance for uh, doing that voice. I, I also will say Rami Malek in Oppenheimer is so good in his brief scene. It almost slays. Almost makes it worth, uh, almost uh, for, almost forgiven for Bohemian Rhapsody. It'll be cool. Like, I mean, he's not going to get in for Oppenheimer, obviously, but It'll be funny if like a film he's in will beat 
uh, a film made by Bradley Cooper again. I think if I remember the credits, I feel like he'll be eligible for a SAG ensemble nomination. Yeah, right? there's only like nine people eligible for SAG because, you know, there are the famous people who have great agents. And Rami like, gets in there as a single title card. Yeah. So. I mean, like that is like that scene at the end like he like i'm fine with him having i mean obviously he's an oscar winner so he was gonna get one like all we we have three successive best actor winners in that movie casey gary rami pretty great (laughs) gary doesn't get the credit though he doesn't get his own credit um and yeah so but like yeah that like that that scene at the end like i i think I mean, like, I knew that scene with him was coming, especially because in all the interviews before the movie and on the press tour, like, RDJ was saying, like, you know, Rami just came in one day and killed it. Mm-hmm. And so I knew he was in a scene with him. So, because he said he got to watch him work. So I was just, I was like, I knew that those, like, two brief glimpses of him were not the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's great in it. He's really good in it. Uh, last email here, Joyce. This one from, from Sky. Another Oscars playback fave. Uh, Dear Joyce and Chris, one of my favorite parts of your Oscars playback is hearing your speculation on what movies from the year would have made it into a field of 10. In your recap of the 81st Academy Awards this week, you discussed The Dark Knight's legacy as being the film to inspire the next year's expanded lineup, providing more opportunities for blockbusters enjoyed by the general public to receive nominations. What blockbusters since the ceremony in 2010 do you imagine would have made it into a lineup of five had the rule never changed. So if we had five forever. Oh my God. I don't probably so I'm going to look here. <laughs> so I'm going to go through here. Let's see. This is fun. Hang on. <laughs> so hang on. But I'm like, I need, I need to like Academy Award for best picture. I got the wiki up. All right. So last I know, but year, I need to like look at all these years well, we could just look at these years and what was nominated, and then it would. I know, but then there's also films that were not nominated, unless you're just because well, I, I feel like that that also that's a factor when you know there's going to be five to ten or just five, maybe. But like, look at last year. So I would say like blockbusters, Avatar, blockbusters to me is like a box office sensation, right? Like I don't think Elvis counts, even though it made a decent amount of money. Um, Avatar, Top Gun, would um, both have gotten in on five? Probably not. So the five last year probably would have been all quiet, everything everywhere. Elvis. Um, I don't, like how. I think like all quiet could have been like too late too, because okay. remember like voting was yeah, in yeah. January. So, I mean, like, what would have gotten in then for five last year? Everything, everywhere, banshees. Um, I think the Women's could have done it. Like it got, you know, directing. Yeah, a tar. I think would have been would have gotten in on a five. Yeah, and, and I then, think Elvis or Top Gun. We're all quiet. I think. I think it would have been Top Gun over avatar i think the passion for top gun was still really strong last year i got a screen uh, 2021 dune was really the only blockbuster that's a tough year to take because of the covid stuff uh i think dune would have gotten in on five based on the nominations and they might have won 
yeah like there's nothing else here really uh 2020 just a full just write it off 2019 well uh, now now we're in the sliding scale so there are films that missed, missed remember yes that, you know, so um i don't know what like that I mean, year of what was that. nominated that i would say count as blockbusters really joker definitely obviously made a billion dollars and you could maybe argue ford versus ferrari or once upon a time in hollywood but i don't think either of those kind of really qualify for what uh sky is asking i think joker would have definitely gotten in though in a five yeah i mean it got a director so uh 2018 black panther is an obvious one and I actually think that would have gotten in on a five too. Yeah, the block it was Black Panther, like Bohemian Rhapsody was a blockbuster. Like it's not, it was a surprise blockbuster. I think the but, five that year would have been Green Book, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, and A Star Is Born. Not Roma. Hmm. I think Roma would have gone in. It like it was winning director. Mm, true. Like they didn't they didn't like a Star Wars born. So maybe that misses and Roma gets in. Um like 2017 Dunkirk. Like this is when Wonder Woman missed. Would Wonder Woman got in on five? I don't think so. No. Wonder Woman made PGA. And then the other miss this year was I, Tanya, which is not a blockbuster either. I mean, Dunkirk technically, I guess, could qualify. I think that would have I mean, it's like the biggest movie, but it's not really a blockbuster. Uh, 2016, not a lot of blockbusters. Uh, I like this year, but yeah, not not very block. But what was like the top film this year? Was it like Rogue One or something? I don't know. I mean, Hidden Figures was a big hit, but not top film. Yeah, it was not like blockbuster the top film was captain america civil war then rogue one yes. finding dory zootopia and jungle book all five from disney how the mighty have fallen joyce from the back to the halcyon days then Secret how about, how about a um batman versus superman that was 2016 that was number seven behind secret life of pets wow. fantastic beast eight deadpool nine and suicide squad 10 but what a, what shitty, a time what a shitty bunch of movies oh my gosh uh 2015 mad max in the Martian, obviously, but I think Mad Max would have gotten in. Maybe the Martian. I don't think so, though. With just five, when you have to I mean, have spotlight, the big, the big three this year was Spotlight, Big Short, and Revenant. So all so those would have gotten Max. in. And Mad I Max. I mean, the Martian could have gotten in, I guess. Or unless Room. You're with, like, yeah, Room was like. Room had directing. Like, are, are you thinking like Room was top five or? You know, I, I do think it was top five. five. No, I do think it was top five because it one actress had had director. So I think that one's pretty easy. Spotlight, Big Short, Revenant, Room, and Mad Max are the five. This was also good year. That's a good year for movies. Um. Yeah, I like most of these. I've uh, I've rewatched most of these this year. Twenty fourteen. The biggest hit is American Sniper, which was a, a actual phenomenon at the box office. Uh. I think it would have gotten in, probably, which is five. Yeah, and then... The top films that year were Transformers, The Hobbit, Guardians, Maleficent, and Hunger Games Part, Mockingjay Part 1. No, none of those. Yeah, this was a 
yeah that was the biggest movie this year uh, i mean gone girl wasn't really a no smash. and then what else was there i don't even know 2013 gravity is the biggest hit here in wolf of wall street neither one of them count as like superhero blockbusters but... right and then gravity was the eighth highest grossing movie i mean this is an interesting year because like the top movie was frozen you think frozen would have gotten in as a five beauty and the beast style fantastic movie i don't like maybe somehow didn't I... get a best picture nomination on a sliding scale though yeah i i think it needs to be like I like obviously it was a huge success, but I don't know if Frozen is seen the same way as like like a Toy Story three even. Right. You know what I mean, or like yeah. an up. But maybe it should have been um, a good movie. Like I think it would have had to rely on the song, and just the the overall success. Yeah, because like even now I don't think you you talk about Frozen the same way. Here's an interesting year, 2012. So none of these movies, I would say, count as quote-unquote blockbusters, although none of them were in the top 10 of the box office. But, I mean, I guess Life of Pi made a decent amount of money. And, you know, sure, Django was a big hit. Lincoln made a lot of money. None of these are, like, flops. But number two highest grossing movie was Skyfall. Do you think Sky... I mean, really snubbed here. Skyfall made PGA. If On a five... Do you think it would have gotten in? I think we were very, uh, it was vastly no, underrated from an Oscar performance. Should have gotten way Well, more. as you know, I've never seen it, so I can't judge it, but. No. Fantastic uh, movie. I, I think Skyfall, I would have put it in my five for that year, even though it didn't even get in on the sliding scale. I don't think, I don't think it was getting in. Like this year was, I don't know if fun is the right word, but it was interesting because there was a lot of. This is a great year. These movies like are Like momentum shifts. Yeah. Or just you know or i think i mean like argo was kind of like clearly the front runner at a certain point even after ben's snub but you know like zero dark 30 before it got decimated by the backlash i mean rising and then like several linings you know got great reviews um lincoln like, lincoln also did really well at the box office yeah. i mean one two i would say zero dark 30 silver linings lincoln django and Argo are great, very good to great movies. And I think Amour is good, but not like a rewatchable. Uh, Beast of Southern Wild, I think, was like a thing at the time. Life of Pi was another see it in the theater and not really think about it again. And Les Mis is fine. Perfectly fine. Uh, and then 2011. Moneyball, best movie of the year. I just rewatched it again recently. It's great. The top big movie here was, I guess, none of these. I mean, Hugo, maybe. The Help actually probably was the highest grossing movie in this list. And then from a box office perspective, Deathly Hallows Part 2 for Harry Potter. Great movie, but not going to get in. We'll never know. Uh, Then a bunch of junk. Transformers 3, Pirates of the Caribbean, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1, Ghost Protocol, good movie. Uh, Fast Five, Hangover Part Two, yikes! Kung Fu Panda, no. So not a lot of, not a lot of blockbusters. I think that didn't get in that would not have gotten in. I think Skyfall is like really the only one. I think maybe would have made a case for five in a five, but didn't even get in on its own. So who knows? 
um yeah and then like in 2010 like i think toy story 3 was the big movie of 2010 right yeah or inception let's see i mean like this is a great year toy story 3 was the top movie of the year inception was the fourth highest grossing movie of the year both made it in yeah so um the system works until it doesn't i guess well, no, because they they freaked out after 2010 because it was it was a little it wasn't as um, broad enough for them. So then that's why they went to the sliding scale, and now we're back to the hard ten. Good so. for them. That was a good choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. Is it though? I don't know. We'll see this year. <laughs> uh, I have many movies this year that I'm excited about. You'll find out next week if you're watching this when we do our first Oscar or re- renew our first Oscar picks. Review them uh that's a choice so i guess we'll talk one more so we'll finish up the emmys on september 7th mark your set up set an alarm that that would have been in a in a different timeline that would have been our creative arts predictions maybe we'll do some creative arts predictions just to make it feel like like home (laughs) make it feel like normal (laughs) full of the couch just us talking uh All right, we'll talk to you then. Bye, Troy. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby.com.